Thank you for listening to the Pine Log Church Podcast. We are a faith-filled community of Jesus followers who are seeking to know God and to be fully known by God. For all of our listeners, we thank you for your ongoing support and your faithfulness. You can give online by going to tithe.ly and finding us under Pine Log United Methodist Church. Or you can mail a gift to P.O. Box 10 in Rydell, Georgia, 30171. We pray that you are blessed by the hearing and the reading of God's Word today. We are in week two of a series that we just started uh, called Strong in the Lord. And I'm going to read a passage from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to read verses 10 through 18. Hear the word of the Lord. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body, of armors, body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. This is the Word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. On July 16, 1999, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. took off from Essex County Airport in New Jersey, uh, and he flew his single-engine Piper Saratoga uh, into the hazy and moonless night. Uh, He was headed to his cousin Rory's wedding on Cape Cod, but before he went there, he had to make a stop in Martha's Vineyard to drop off his sister-in-law. It was about a 200-mile trip. Uh, The final phase of this trip was uh, to be dark and hazy over the ocean. Uh, Sometime before 10 o'clock, we know that something happened. Something went wrong. The Piper uh, aircraft never made it to Martha's Vineyard for the first stop. Uh, The radar they examined later uh, showed that the plane had plummeted about 1,000 feet in a matter of 14 seconds. uh, And and they examined all this data and they realized that it had just disappeared uh, from the radar. Kennedy and his wife and her sister didn't arrive at their destination. The search began. The Coast Guard were out looking for, uh, for the wreckage from a crash. And they spent the next two days looking for the plane before they finally discovered it about eight miles off the coast uh, of Martha's Vineyard, about 100, 100 uh, feet underwater uh, off the coast. And, and later investigation revealed that there didn't appear to be any Uh, malfunctions or mechanical failures in the plane, uh, the final cause of the crash was actually listed as the pilot's error. Uh, They said it was a failure to maintain control of the airplane 
during a descent over water at night, which was the result of spatial disorientation. Spatial disorientation is this condition that occurs when our body's senses are in conflict with uh, what is seen. It's, is, uh, spatial disorientation causes a person to become confused about their position in space to the degree that they're unable to trust their own senses. You can't trust your sight, you can't trust your gut, you can't trust uh, where you feel that you are. Uh, spatial disorientation causes people to misinterpret their surroundings and misperceive visual cues in a way that twists and bends reality uh, in such a way that there's no possible chance of having accurate judgment in that situation. Uh, because of his inability to see and interpret his surroundings, Kennedy misjudged his position in the horizon and took a nosedive uh, into the ocean. Uh, a more experienced pilot may have possessed the skill and the discernment to understand that it was impossible to have sound judgment in that situation uh, because your human senses can't be trusted in that situation. When uh, there is limited sight and no light, uh, a more skilled pilot would have encountered that situation. They would have understood that their own eyes may be deceiving them, may be lying to them. Uh, their own ears may not be sufficient to hear what they needed to hear. Their own gut and their own senses were inadequate to meet the needs of that occasion. They would have possessed the ability to let go of their own instincts and their own judgments and rely solely on the instruments that they had. The instruments that were there to protect them uh, and to guide them. And friends, this is where our journey as Christians begins. This is where it begins. This is where we begin to understand our position between this world and the unseen world. This is where it started with Paul and Peter and Joseph and Noah and David and Moses and Abraham. It, this is where it has always started. It's where it always will start uh, with the understanding that our perception is malleable. Our perception is insufficient at times, uh, that our existence happens within these two realms, the seen and the unseen, and that there is a war that is taking place around us. And although the war is unseen, it often manifests itself in the physical realm, which means we can't always trust our senses if we're to arrive at our destination safely. We're in week two of this sermon series, and it's called Strong in the Lord, and we're diving into Paul's letter to the Ephesians as he talks about the armor of God. And we're uncovering not only the ways that we are called to take arms against our spiritual enemy, but we're learning how to embody the preparedness that is required if we are to claim victory in the Lord uh, against the schemes of the prince of darkness. Uh, it, Paul says, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be still be standing firm. He says, stand your ground and put on the belt of truth. This first piece of armor that Paul tells us about that we're to put on is the belt, the belt of truth. In John 18, this is critically important. In John 18, verse 37, when Pontius Pilate was trying to determine what to do with Jesus during his trial before he was crucified, there was a conversation that took place. And Pilate says, you're the king then. And Jesus answered, you're right in saying I'm the king. In fact, for this reason I was born and for this reason I came into the world. He said, I came to testify to the truth. Truth is 
fundamental in understanding in our understanding of who Jesus is and why Jesus came uh, and we cling to the truth that we find in Jesus we strap on the belt of truth and, and this is critical for us because our enemy lives to deceive uh, and he's so slick that he will have you believe in all kinds of stuff all kinds of crazy stuff that are not of God God creates the enemy destroys God perfects the enemy corrupts. God is truth, and the enemy is deception. In fact, deception is the trademark of our spiritual enemy. Scripture says that lying is his native language. He's the father of lies. He is the master at twisting and bending our perception to make illusions that cause us to think that we know what we're looking at, even though uh, we may be headed down a path of destruction. And it's so subtle, and he's so cunning, that what we see is distorted and deceptive. It's almost incredibly woven into our own desires, so much so that we don't even know that we're being deceived. Uh, I love what Charles Spurgeon said. There was a quote that I, I shared uh, the other day. He said, discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It is knowing the difference between right and almost right. The enemy is so cunning and so powerful and so slick uh, that the difference between right and almost right are often indistinguishable. He is the master counterfeiter, and if we're not careful and if we're not relying on our instruments, uh, then we're bound to fall for his schemes. Uh, so we strap on the belt of truth. I want to share a couple of ways that I believe um, our spiritual enemy is, is got us under attack these days. Uh, a couple of great weapons that are used in our culture today and probably have been throughout history uh, to distort our way that we understand truth. Uh, if you're taking notes, the first weapon is relativism. Relativism is the assumption that there's no such thing as absolute truth, that truth is always evolving, it's not constant. What used to be true is no longer true today. The one uh, who coined this idea best was a 19th century German philosopher named Hegel. And he's, known, uh, he, he's now known for what's called the Hegelian dialectic, which is this idea uh, that he taught where when one thesis meets an antithesis, when one truth meets something that contradicts it, uh, when they collide, when these two opposing truths collide, there's a synthesis. There's a sort of synthesis, and the result is that these two oppositional truths create a new truth, a whole new truth. Uh, altogether. Uh, truth is not constant. There is the thesis that collides with the antithesis and, and there's a synthesis and a whole new truth altogether. Uh, and this way of thinking, because truth is always evolving, there is not a real need to attest to truth. Uh, there, we stand firm in the truth as Christians, but in this way of thinking, in relativism, uh, we know that truth is evolving, and so we all, so there's no need. Uh, truth is subject to change, and our enemy wants us to think that we're so intelligent that we're always stumbling upon new truths that outweigh the old truths and better answers for all of life's problems. Uh, the other one, the other way, the other weapon I believe our enemy uses in, in today's world is uh, subjectivism. Subjectivism is the belief that as the subject, I have the right to determine my own truth without the influence of any sort of outside authority or outside perspective. I determine what is true in my own life without submitting my judgment to any authority 
subjectivism, since uh, there is no absolute truth, you can't impose your beliefs on me because I determine what is true for me. I'm the source of truth for me. I'll determine if my actions are right or wrong based on how I feel. If it feels right, then it must be good. If it feels right, it must be true. If it feels wrong, it must be bad. As long as it makes me happy, that's all that matters. As long as I'm sincere, it doesn't matter what I believe. As long as it doesn't hurt anyone else, it doesn't matter what I do. There's not much truth behind any of these statements. They feel right. They sound right. It seems appealing, but it is the subtlety of the enemy's deception that can lead us to think that we are the possessor of our own truth. The only truth that matters and lead us down a lifelong path of lies uh, that our perception of reality is the only thing that, that leads to truth. These are great weapons of our spiritual enemy. So what we need, friends, what we need is an unchangeable, objective standard that gives us clear perspective on what's happening around us. Just like Kennedy Jr., we can't rely on our own perspective. We can't rely on our own experience. We can't always trust our perception. We can't always trust our senses. Uh, like an experienced pilot landing a plane in the dark of night using his instruments, we have to have something else, something that we can trust that can guide us in our walk day after day. Uh, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So Paul tells us that we strap on the belt of truth. We gird our loins with the truth of Christ. Opinions and perspectives are all relative. The truth of God is unchangeable. God's standard is unwavering. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me, comes to the Father except through me. Uh, Jesus Christ is our belt of truth. And there are a couple things that we can learn about truth if we look to what Paul is telling us about the belt of truth. Uh, so I want to share those with you. The first thing we can learn about truth is that truth comes first. Truth has to come first. It has to be foundational in our lives. Uh, the belt that a Roman soldier would have worn would have been called a cingulum or a baltius. Uh, and it was this belt that had strips of leather hanging off of it and pendants all around it. And it would have been the first piece of armor that they put on around their waistline. It was the first item that a soldier would wear for their protection, truth comes first. It has to come first. Otherwise, everything else we do is based off of our own perspective. Every other decision we make, every attempt we make to overcome the deceptions of our enemies are subject to fail. Uh, the second thing about uh, the belt of truth, uh, the, a belt that Paul would have been referring to, is uh, a, a belt that a, Paul would have that soldiers would have known of at that time is, is a belt that would have given them some stability uh, around their core. It would have given, uh, they would have been wearing pounds of armor and all kinds of other regalia, and the belt gave them strength at their core. It gave them a foundation uh, to build on, and we need a solid foundation from which to do battle. When the stuff hits the fan in my life, when Things are get thrown at, getting thrown at you. When the storms are coming in, you need roots that are planted firmly in the soil 
in the ground in order for you to withstand those storms. Uh, and when you strap on the belt of truth, it allows you to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. And the third thing we can learn about truth uh, is that a Roman belt would have given a soldier everything they needed to secure all the other weapons that were needed to go into battle. When they strapped on this cingulum, they would also have understood that Paul was saying that in the sense that it would, it would give them a place to secure all the other weapons they would need uh, to do battle. It would secure the scabbard where they could place the sword of the spirit. It held different pieces of equipment and maybe ropes. It even secured food rations for them to make it through. Uh, and just the same, when we strap on the belt of truth, the truth that is in Jesus Christ. We're not only able to discern truth from lies. We're able to secure everything we need to do battle. Everything we need to do. The belt, the truth comes first. It gives us strength at the core. Uh, and only when we have secured the belt of truth do we have the ability to secure all the other weapons that we need to do battle with our enemy. And I'll finish with this. I don't know what y'all know about the truth, but I'll tell you one thing that, that I know to be true, and that is Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Redeemer of humanity, uh, was sent into this earth for the forgiveness of sins. My Jesus died for the forgiveness of my sins. And the one truth that I know is that when you encounter that kind of love, you'll live as a changed person. Nothing will be the same. Everything else that happened before that will be insignificant in your life. And this isn't a truth that I've discerned from some sort of scientific method. This is a truth that I've experienced in my own life. Uh, and it's a truth that I've seen experienced in the lives of countless other people. If it's a love that you have not experienced in your life, then I pray that for you. Because from that point on, Everything has eternal significance. Everything. I'm going to invite you to pray with me as our band comes back up. And if that's a decision you've not made, then I just want to invite you to make that decision now. Gracious and almighty God, so often we live in a reality that is distorted. Distorted by lies from our enemy. Distorted by the ways of this world. So often we are disoriented. Not knowing which way is up. Not knowing which way is down. Father, when we encounter that space, when we are headed headed for destruction because we are relying too heavily on our own senses I pray that you help us not to trust our own instinct 
but to trust the only truth that really matters. The truth that Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives. That he died for each of our sins and that we walk day by day seeking to know him more closely, seeking to live into the salvation and the freedom that is offered only through him. It's in Jesus Christ's precious and holy and righteous and powerful name that I pray. Amen. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Pine Log Church, you can like us on Facebook at Pine Log United Methodist Church, or you can check out our website at pinelogumc.com. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to reach out with any questions you may have. Uh, you can find our email addresses on the website, or you can find them on the podcast uh, description as well. If nobody has told you they love you today, let me be the first. You are loved. Until next time, grace and peace to you.